All right. Well, welcome back, you guys, to the Low Bottom High Rise podcast. And I am super excited today to have my friend Kien on the show today. Kien is a sought-after longevity anti-aging doctor, best-selling author. You've had all kinds of like major media, including the doctors and Access Hollywood. You, you've just been everywhere. And I had the pleasure of meeting you out in California not too long ago. And you gave me a copy of your book. Well, first of all, let's just say I'm so excited to have you here. So thank you for being here today. Well, thank you for for uh, you know creating the time. Yeah, you know, I find myself actually in my doctor go <laughs> wardrobe today, uh, being able to connect with you. So it's a beautiful time uh, to connect. And I just remember connecting with you um, over uh, at SoFi Stadium. Yeah, and you just had an energy and an air to you that when you meet somebody that just has like a really nice, open, warm vibration and just makes you feel real good, you kind of have that. Oh, yeah, yeah. We need to do something. We need to get on each other's podcast. We need to do something. So it was Absolutely. very warm. Thank you for. T- well, thank you for that because I felt the exact <laughs> same way. You know, it it really is, and I love when people speak my language. And you just said vibration, and it really, truly is an energetic vibration. Mm. Absolutely. And you know, that's something I kind of want to dig into as we get into this mm. conversation because a lot of people, I love to take what I always consider like law of attraction. You know, the woo. But like, mm-hmm. let's make it a little bit more scientific because it is, Ooh, it is I'm the perfect guy for that. Yeah, yeah, right? And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, it's scientifically based. It's not all this crazy woo-woo stuff. And vibration is an energy. We're, we're talking yeah. about real things here. And, and when you connect with somebody energetically, it is. It's the coolest feeling. It's just like same wavelength, same language. That's exactly how I felt when we met. Um, yeah. And then I, I dug into your book. You were so kind to give me a copy of your book when, when we saw each other and I've actually got it right in front of me. And I just saw this as I was flipping through it. It says, remember, it says Moira, remember you are your best medicine is how you, is how you signed it. And I love that, especially coming from a doctor saying you are your best medicine, not, not the doctor. And then Ken, I started to dig into this book. I remember I brought it to the beach one day and I was blown away. Like, blown away. And I was telling my husband, I'm like, you don't understand. I just met this guy. He's like the picture of health. I mean, he's like, you know, fit Dr. Barbie guy, like, you know, meaning like, you're just like the epitome, (laughs) the epitome of health, because you did, you radiate health. And then I read your story and I was like, wow. So can we start there? Will you kind of tell us a little bit about that story and, and why you're on this mission and you have this passion today? Yeah, well, my story, I almost have to talk about where it all started yeah. in the backseat of a Cadillac in Vietnam. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but I was born in Vietnam, you know, so my parents were, um, they were Chinese, but they, you know, they were uh, a second generation Chinese into Vietnam. And so they were persecuted against, you know, growing up. But shortly after the Vietnam War, you just had turmoil. You had um, the North coming in, seizing basically all the property. You know, my parents grew up basically with gunshots and and war in the background. Um, And I was born three years after the Vietnam War. And shortly after I was born, my parents were were forced to flee with me on a refugee boat. Mm -hmm. And so I was on a refugee boat for eight months I mean, this is mind blowing to me. This is, it's so crazy because I mean, you must have moments where you think, I can't believe this is where it all started and where it is now. Yeah. You know what? Sometimes I I unravel a lot of 
things like, why do I think this way? Why do I get triggered certain ways? And, and I realize how much of my parents' trauma got passed on to me. And yeah. there, there's now scientific data as to why yeah. that happens as well. So energetically, we, we feed off of things. And certainly traumatic, you know, things that happen in our lives and our parents' generations gets almost tacked on epigenetically into ourselves. Yeah. And that could get passed on. If you're not aware of it, you'll continue to pass that on. So um, three months, you know, here's the other thing, you know, I started to go off topic, but, you know, some people uh, tell me that I, I, I'm a big connector. And I've learned that if you have a lot of oxytocin uh, when you were a child, you tend to care for people. You tend to be a people person. And my parents told me when you were on that boat, we were so crowded, packed like sardines, you couldn't, there was no place for you to walk. And so they were just holding me the entire time I was there. Wow. And so I had a, you know, certainly a huge dose of oxytocin. So wow. eight months I there, mean, what, three a, months, what a beautiful you know. piece of like a gift that came out of what an incredible oh, hardship, yeah. you know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So three months in a Philippine refugee camp, we were sponsored to America by a Catholic church. And one would think, oh man, a kid growing up in America after surviving that boat journey would be so grateful. Well, I remember growing up and I got bused to a more affluent area for school. So I was constantly being told, you know, go back to your home country, chinky. I got made fun of with the holes in my hand-me-down clothes, the holes in my shoes. I had my toes sticking out of my shoes a lot of times. You know, my mom sent me with, you know, to school with Chinese food. I'm like, what is that, chink? I got a lot of that stuff. And then I, I watched TV and I, I didn't see anyone that looked like me. And in my mind, I was just thinking, man, you know, it's just who I am is is not enough. Not, yeah. not white enough, not not American enough, not tall enough, not rich enough, not, not any of these things. And um, that became the story that had basically driven my personality, which was trying to achieve some kind of recognition or success outside, hopefully to get love. And that yeah. becomes the seat of the personality that 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 drove Tian Vu. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody probably has their own version of that when they don't mm -hmm. see feel seen, when they don't feel um, safe, when they don't feel connected, they will change themselves to get love. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. different people might resonate. And, and I can totally know, resonate. Yeah. I can totally resonate because I was the youngest of six kids. And yeah. so just kind of glossed over and overlooked. And um, I mean, yeah. loved, loved. There was so much love, but there was only enough to go around. And so sure, I, yeah. I too had that like, I, then you start to just have this achiever mindset, right? I have to achieve, yeah. I have to achieve, I have to achieve to be seen and to be loved. And yeah, I yeah. completely identify. Yeah, some people achieve, some people people please, some people become perfectionists, whatever that might be. You know, you put on a mask of who you are to get the love that you want, but that mask isn't you. But, you know, that was a mask that basically directed a lot of my life, you know, and I achieved to get into medical school, into the top residency program, into interventional radiology, become chief of interventional radiology, trained at the National Institutes of Health, Howard Hughes Medical Institute, boom, 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 bought my fancy house, bought my fancy car got all these different things that was supposed to give me success. But yeah. that very same year, you know, I had one year, I think, you know, it was like 2015 or so. Um, I was overweight. I was diabetic. I was chronically tired. I was on prescription medications. Uh, and I realized that doctor that was supposed to help people actually was a walking disease statistic myself. How and, old were you uh, at that time? 2015? 
Yeah. Oh, you, you want to date me now? Okay. Yeah. So it was, <laughs> that, that was about eight years ago. So uh, yeah, like my late thirties, 37, 38, wow. something like that. Wow. Wow. And, um, wow. Yeah. And so I just said, wow, what gives? I'm doing everything right. Everything that yeah. was supposed to give me love and success and, and all these things. But why do I feel so broken? Why do I have disease? And, and you're so treating I, people, you're, you're actually treating people that are in there for probably just a little bit further along their, the path than you are. Exactly. On. Exactly. So <laughs> diabetes, hypertension is basically you know, common diseases, a lot of things I treated. So I, I treated renal disease by putting dialysis catheters in people. I opened up clogged blood vessels because of longstanding diabetes and 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 high blood pressure and things like that. So I was just getting the early stage of what right. you know, I, I was treating at the hospital. And so I just took a big step back. You know, I, I told myself, I took a big step back and I told myself, um, I just have to do something different. And so I started to do personal development uh, courses. I went to um, Mind Valley. I did Tony Robbins. I hired coaches. I studied with spiritual shamans. And then I started wow. to just wake up to, wow, I was really under a program. I was really living life. Like, like did I choose this life for me? Right. Uh, so I just started to make some changes. You know, I changed change sleep, nutrition, and movement first. And all of a sudden, you know, I, my, my body started to slim down and I started working on really connecting with other people. That's who I really am. I'm not yeah. supposed to be stuck at a hospital. That's what I really am supposed to be doing. And then, then well, I just and started I wanna, to build some energetic momentum. Go ahead. I want to ask you something really quick because I'm just thinking about so many people listening are like, I want that moment, right? Like I want to have that pivot in my life. I want to, I want to create that shift. And, and so my question is like, what... What was it that really created that that moment of the pivot, the change? But I are I already hear what I think your answer is, at least in my eyes, because it's my own experience, ironically, at 37 years yeah. old in 2015, which is so oh, we're wow. we're running parallel oh, lives. Oh, we are wow. running parallel which is, lives. Totally. Which is why vibrationally we're we're yes. connecting now. Yeah. Yes. And so for me, what I never really understood until around that time was that digging into personal growth, going to Tony Robbins, doing all the things, yeah. working on my mind is what unlocked the behaviors, right? Like we, we try, mm -hmm. I tried my whole life. I see people try their whole life to change the behaviors, but yeah. until you shift the mind, until you start yeah. to shift your identity, you can't, the, the behaviors are only going to last so long. So would you say, would you kind of direct people there? Am I looking at that correctly? Now? Well, like, to, or, to you know, if people are saying, like, how do I do that? How do I create that moment and that pivot in my own life? Like, where do I start? Well, you know, I think for, for many people, it's almost sort of hitting a rock bottom because there is enough pain. And sometimes pain could be a really great driving force for people to move. Sure. Can, can they change earlier? Yes. I find that people have a cognitive of like, oh yeah, I can change, but but it never really sinks in because there's not enough fire underneath their belt. Like yeah. I I I need to make a decision. So yeah. yes, people could change earlier, but yes, it, it's all about the mind, and it comes off in layers. It comes off in layers. Yeah. I just knew that I wasn't doing something right in the beginning, so I started to make some actions, and I noticed some some changes in my body, but I would also notice my mind like you know, creeping back in because when I left full-time medicine, you know, I did a lot. I sold my house, 
you know, um, to, to do, you know, to, to take time off. And so I moved into a different house and I'm like, Oh man, this feels weird. I, I, I used to, I used to love having people come in and, and take a look at this panoramic view of the Hollywood sign and the Silverwood Lake. And now I got, now I'm living in a house with security bars on, on the windows. It was wow. a big shift for me, but it was also a place for me to cocoon Yeah, for me to go, wow, the new version of you knows that you are you that knows that you are loved and know that you are worried no matter what's going on out here so that's a lesson that that i needed to learn and it's over time more of the layers peel more and more the layers peel this and was so truly yes a transformational you know, journey not an educational journey this was oh yeah yeah and everything out. that's happened everything that's happened you know since then and and all the things that you know everything that, that, that life just smacks with you with i mean I can only I can only say that it, it, it's really allowing me to just blossom. You know, when a butter when a caterpillar turns into a butterfly, it actually releases some 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 enzymes that actually digest its own body. And trust me, it's painful. Yeah. It's painful for that caterpillar. But when it finally gets to that butterfly, when it can fly, when it can be free, that's just who they are. But you almost have to let that old version of yourself die. Yeah. And yeah. I think the challenges, the struggles. So that, that we are gifted with in life are meant to, for us to realize another version of ourselves. Yeah. Um, and the more we could see that, the more I could at least handle the challenges that and adversity that continue to come. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a it's a constant involvement too. There are those seasons yeah. in our life, like for both you and I, it sounds like 20, 2015 yeah. was a season of dramatic yeah. shift, dramatic evolution, dramatic, you know, kind of being almost reborn in this new identity. Yeah. But then we also realize that never ends, you know? And, and I think the second we get a little stagnant in that, we get re- when you're finally on really on the growth journey, you get very uncomfortable if you're stagnant. And it's like yeah. you're kind of forced to continue to evolve and the road gets narrower, you know, which is a, which is a gift. And so from this, from this place back in 2015, 2016, you said you took time off. What did the pivot look like professionally and what did you start to do? Yeah, well, I took, took time off. I just went, you know, and did halftime hospital work and I started studying up on biohacking anti-aging. I did an additional fellowship in longevity and anti-aging medicine um, and uh, learned all these additional tools. And then I became a concierge doc. And then I was treating, you know, I, I went to a celebrity gym. So I started treating celebrities, athletes, CEOs on how to optimize their health, you know, brought brought in the biohacking stuff, the hormones, the peptides, the, the nutraceuticals. Ugh. I love this stuff. I, I totally geek out on it all. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I totally more. geek out on that stuff. Yeah, I totally geek out on that stuff. But what I what I realized after a while that all those things are protocol. Yeah. Um, and, and it's still great stuff to it, it's still great to have that stuff. I call that stuff the science of longevity. Mm-hmm. But I realized this also is if you're not aware, so scientists are learning more about a part of the brain called the default mode network. It's a primitive part of our brain and nervous system that develops to keep us safe and to help us survive. And um, as a child, it just downloads information from, from our friends, families, teachers, all these things, and it remembers our past traumas. So all those things, all those times that we never felt safe, we, we didn't feel love, or if we interpret certain things, that's when the masks start coming on. And this becomes a part of this default 
programming that's keeping us alive. So the thing that strive for success, the thing that strive for achievement, it's always lurking in the background. That was the default mode. And the thing is, when that thing is on, it's telling your body something. It's telling your body that things aren't safe. Right. Energetically, what does it do? Energetically, it sends stress signals to your body. Cortisol goes up, inflammation goes up, your immune system gets down. So if you're not aware of the life that you're living, and if you're living in that default mode, you're basically going to be prone to getting some sort of symptom, some kind of disease down the road. That's how I got disease. Yeah. And waking up to that, starting yeah. to wake up to the beauty of life, having that sort of knowing and sense of love and safety. And if you could send that message to yourselves, mm. and yes, it is message, what you feel changes the chemistry around your body. Yeah. That chemistry around your body is basically what your cells listen to. So the science of epigenetics tells us that our DNA is not these static things that just sends off programs. No, the DNA is the blueprint. Right. The chemistry or the environment around our cells is actually speaking to, to the DNA, saying, turn this gene on, turn this gene off, this blah, blah, blah. And so if you're running off unconscious default programming, you're basically running off the programs of stress and you're telling your cells you're in danger and they get into survive mode, which will give someone disease. But if you could send it the signals of love and of safety, the cells already know what it knows to do best. I don't have to think of my heart's heart having to beep. I don't have to think about how, how the lungs drag getting oxygen and, and delivering into the blood. We don't have to think of these things. Yeah. This innate intelligence in us already has the capacity to heal. Absolutely. And so really it, it comes down to being, being intentional with your emotional state, would you say? Which obviously is so interconnected to our thoughts. I mean, because I, I believe thoughts that, you know, we control, you can control your thoughts. And I know that's hard. It takes a lot of intention, takes a lot of kind of practice and study. But when we can control our thoughts, then we can control our emotional state, which is this environment that you're talking yeah. about that turns on and off, you know, the good mm -hmm. genes and the bad genes and the disease states and the non-disease states. Yeah. Oh God, I love this stuff so much. And it, it really is just hearing it over and over and over again, right? Because we just, yeah. we forget, we have such good forgetters. So I'm curious, you know, and, and I know I've, I've read the book, but not everybody has, and I want to encourage everybody, everybody to get this book and I'll link it in the show notes. But what would you say to kind of just the listeners out there who are my, my audience is definitely health conscious, but if you had to name like your top five, right? Like these are the things I want you to walk away from this episode with, this book with, to be intentional, these little tweaks. And I love that you say in the book too, like pick the ones that are easy for you, right? Because yeah, we're absolutely. so, we're so inclined to like take on this monstrous task of, you know, doing a 180 with everything. And then it lasts three days and we just throw it out and it didn't work. And we move on to the next thing or we really move back to being unconscious. So what are those small things that radically can, can it kind of just change everything for us? I don't know about you guys, but I used to drink multiple cups of coffee a day. That is until I discovered Energize, which it may sound over the top, but quite literally changed my entire life. I use it before my workouts first thing in the morning when you know I might be exhausted from a crazy night of disrupted sleep. It gives me the energy I need to show up and be strong in my workouts and go full out no matter how little sleep I'm, I'm running on. 
But more importantly, in the afternoon, oh, at that three o'clock time when I'm about to fall on my face, it is such clean energy with zero crash at the end. I always put it in a huge thing of water so I'm getting extra hydrated in the afternoon and it brings me to life and allows me to show up for my kids and my family on a whole nother level. So you guys, try it out for yourself. The link is in the show notes below. Trust me when I say, your life is gonna feel totally different with Energize in it. Let me, let me uh, clarify the question. Do you want sort of like the, the simple things people could do or the, or, or, the, or the simple topics or ideas from the book that, that people should have? I want to say, first and foremost, the simple things people can do. That's what I'm always okay. looking for. Like, tell me what to do, well, <laughs> Doc. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, so here's the thing. Simple for you might not be simple for, for someone else. So really feel into what it feels like for you and, and what resonates with you. Because if there's something that that's like, okay, oh man, I, I really want to do it. You feel motivated to do it? All right. So energetically, you have a little bit more, um, you know, momentum to start doing that thing and, and to stick with it for a little bit. Our health, our relationships, our finances, all these things are basically the end result of the habits that we have in, in our life. Our habits of thinking, feeling, uh, behaving, acting, that's all it is. And if you're unhealthy or if your finance is off or your relationship's not what it is, your your habits in these areas are off. And so what are the habits that I think are, are most important? I find that people just aren't sleeping very well, yeah. you know, these days. You know, I knew you I, were going to say that. Damn it. You know, that's why I, I start with that in, in, yeah. in, in my book. You know, we have social lives. And so our our, our, our schedules are, are messed up. And, um, you know, people are out late or they're hustling all, all day or they say, I'll sleep when I'm dead. And what happens is that is that that basically sets your entire body circadian rhythm, your entire symphony of how your hormones are supposed to be released during different parts of the day rely on good sleep. Your brain gets detoxified when you're sleeping. And so if you're not sleeping well, your hormones is off and everything's off. And so if you're not sleeping very well. I I don't think people really understand. I just got one of those whoop bracelets, you know, that tracks like all Mm -hmm. things. And got, you know, just popped up to get on a red eye, you know, which I do often. And the first time I had this watch on when I did that, I was like, I, I was scared. Oh, you know, I, I was literally looking at this data that is always like, you know, average to extremely good. And I'm looking at heart rate variability. I'm looking at my recovery. I'm looking. And I mean, it's not that abnormal for me to get up at 3 a.m. to get on a flight. And I'm looking at this, the next 24 to 36 hours of the data around my heart. And I'm like, this data is almost looking like I'm like, I need to go to the emergency room right now. All because I slept three to four hours one night. I mean, that was shocking to me to see the real data. So what I want my audience to hear is like, what you're saying is so real and you're talking about the brain. You're talking about a lot of different functions and systems in the body, not just you know heart rate variability or things like that. Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's something you know, just one night, four nights of sleep. If you're wearing one of those trackable glucose monitors, you'll notice that your your blood sugars are way up because it sends so much cortisol out in your body. So that's something I'm like, hey, focus on that if you can. And really, are, would you say for sleep, just kind of everybody's in a different boat, right? So it's increased from wherever you are. You can't give a magic number because for the person that's getting five hours of sleep, six hours is going to be a world of difference. 
Right. I would probably say generally it's going to be six to eight hours every person. And you'll, you'll know how your body feels. If, if you get six to eight hours, you're feeling pretty good and you're not groggy during the day. That's perfect for you. Some people, depending on your other lifestyle habits, you might need a little bit more sleep than somebody else. Somebody who's really dialed in. I noticed as I got dialed in, I need less sleep and and still feel great. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. So sleep. Got it. What's next on the list? I'm just going to make them so easy, but the people are just like, oh yeah, it's too easy. I'm just not going to do it. But I mean, just making sure you're moving. Yeah. You know, we we are so stuck on our computers, Um, either be standing on your computers or take some breaks and get some sunlight, you know, in the day. But as long as you're moving Mm -hmm. throughout the day, you know, these are the things that people in the blue zones did that allowed them to live so long. They just moved naturally every day and they they didn't go to the gym. They didn't run marathons. They just were working on their garden. They got down, you know, the, you know, the the Japanese people living up to a hundred, some, you got these old ladies getting up and down the floor like 50 times a day. Crazy. And so you're, you're, you're working on your stability muscles, you know, all these things. So that's, that's another thing that's great too, as a part of movement, sitting on a chair, which is what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's not great, but when you're sitting on the floor, yeah, it's, it's great for you because one, you'll notice that you don't get comfortable in one area a lot. So you're basically right. moving your body, moving your joints all throughout. Yeah. And so it keeps your joints lubricated and it keeps your, your core muscles firm. So mm-hmm. that's great. So moving uh, is, is another easy one. And, you know, if you just like throw out processed food yeah. and most, you know, yeah, I would say, you know, as much sugar as you could possibly throw out, those three things are going to make a world of difference. Um and if you ever think you can't have choices or like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll just go ahead and, you know, sneak in something here or whatever it might be. Those things add up when you're when you're you know making unconscious choices. Right. And right. your default mode or this old version of yourself might be tempted to do something. But I have an acronym called it's called the impact framework. I am. P is pause, A is awareness, C is choice, T is take action. Mm. So every time you're feeling lazy on the couch or somebody's cutting you off on the freeway or you're you're with your spouse and you're getting heat up mm-hmm. and you react, see, the default mode reacts. Right. But you are the one that gets to choose. So what is impact? Anytime you feel something get triggered, right, you know, the first thing you could do is just pause. Take a time out, take a 10 deep breaths in through your nose, out through your mouth, and you just have that awareness. Ooh, where's this coming from? Well, what's this, what's this craving all, all about? Am I hungry or am I emotional or am I bored? Oh, did, did she bring up something that that, that that brought up this not enough feeling in me? Okay, have that awareness. Yeah. When you have the awareness about, ooh, I am reacting. Now you could choose. Where do you choose from? You need to know your I am. Who are you? These are the values that you want to be. Do you want to be courageous, loving, generous, giving, playful, whatever it is? And you should you should do this in a, in a you know a time at maybe after breath work when you know who you are. Yeah. And if you know who your I am, there is every time you get triggered, you can pause, have the awareness that you're triggered, and choose from that I am place. Oh, I want to yell back at this person, but yeah, honey, I just reacted again. I'm sorry. Can we take a couple of minutes and start over? Yeah. You make a choice and you take action to who you say you want to be, your I am. And the more and more you could do this, the more and more you can rewire basically new habits in your body. Yeah, you're when rewiring. You rewire, it. Yeah. When you rewire these new habits in your body, then you're going to rewire 
what you manifest in your life, finances, health, relationships, because all of a sudden you're a different energetic frequency. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. so, it, gosh, it's all so interconnected because I'm sitting here thinking about this and I, I love this and I believe in it and I teach it. You know, another acronym, by the way, you'll probably love this. I heard once was pause for the, the acronym for the word pause is pause and use silence effectively. Mm, and I, yeah. I love that, right? It's just that moment. It's that moment. And Viktor Frankl says, you know, between the gap between stimulus and response, which I've just been kind of stuck on this whole last month. It's like, that's where our freedom is, right? Yeah. But as we're talking about this and we we're like, yes, I get this. That doesn't really happen if you're not sleeping well or eating well. When I just got off a of red eye last weekend and I was trashed, I could not make a good decision to save my life. I mean, I, I like saw it happening. You know, I'm like, I don't have it in me to make a good decision right now because I am so utterly run into the ground. And mm. so we think, ah, sleep is not really that important. That's, you know, these little things that we always hear about, but it's like nothing else is possible without those foundational pieces. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I tell us our energetic vibration, our frequency is made up of seven things and they're all energetically connected sleep nutrition movement our thoughts emotions our community and our sense of purpose all these things are energetically connected when you're not sleeping well boom one thing goes down all everything else goes down yep. you're not moving very well boom this goes down everything goes down your vibration will go down so if you're not taking care of yourself it's going to be hard to change your focus because right. vibrationally you're low but here's the also awesome thing is if you're not feeling good, you can do things to hack in each one of these seven areas to bring your state up. Yeah. So if you're feeling like you're lousy, anxious, depressed. And even if you don't feel like moving, if you just did the Carlton dance and start, you yeah. know, start putting your yeah. hands up and down, just smiling, your body doesn't know the difference. Right. Because you're tricking your body into thinking, oh man, every time this goes up, you're actually releasing more endorphins in your body. And, yeah. and if you're, you know, I teach people laughter yoga. It's it's a it's a ridiculous exercise, but you can't help but feel good afterwards. Yeah. So the thing is, you could shift the way you feel by breath work. Mentally, you could shift the way you feel by focusing on something different, changing the meaning on something, changing the story that you're giving to something. Mm -hmm. You know, all these things, so if you're feeling lousy, you can look and audit your areas in each one of these seven areas of life and going, okay, why am I feeling lousy? What is one easy thing within these seven categories I can do to shift my state? All of a sudden, if you know that if you shift your state, if you shift how you feel, all of a sudden you think differently. Yeah. Aren't you? So they're all energetically connected. And that's why I want people to know is when you can learn to control your energetic state, yes. you're changing the messages you're giving to other people, even when you're not speaking to them because they feel you. And you're changing the messages you're delivering to yourselves in every moment as well. That is powerful. Powerful. I think we can get the energy we're sending to other people, right? You can cut the energy yeah. with a knife. Energy is real. We all know that. But in the exact same way, it's the it's the communication that we are giving to our own body, right? And one hundred percent. I mean that. So is let, let me just give an example. So because some people go, oh, this is woo -woo. okay. Well, so we all notice if we we focus enough on something that stresses us out, we'll feel stress. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. If you measure somebody's blood in there, 
cortisol goes up. So your chemistry changes on thought alone. Right. Cortisol goes up. You, you activate the cell danger response. All of a sudden, inflammatory markers go in your body. You can measure that in the blood. So your blood chemistry entirely changes just from focusing on that thought of, of the thing that you can't control. So therefore, your lens there, your consciousness is therefore, you know, giving the chemistry that's inside your body, which is delivering the messages to, to your DNA. Your DNA is like, okay, what's going on out in the world here? Okay, it's safe. Let me just do my thing, which gives you optimal health, longevity, and peak performance. Oh my God, it's dangerous. Let me, okay, let me run away. Let me figure out what's going on. That's what gives chronic symptoms and chronic disease. Wow. 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 I just want to like knock this home because it's, you just said it all, but if we can all get on board with the idea of like somebody telling us something that's terrifying and and feeling that physiological like reaction, right? We can all know that our whole entire chemistry changes in a moment. So think about what we're doing kind of compound effect over time, every minute of every day, day in and day out, week in and week out, month in and month out. That's going to make a much bigger difference, right? Than that moment where your body maybe reacts to something and then realizes this is not what we thought and we can kind of settle back down. But think about what we are doing just kind of chronically, you know? Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Oh my gosh. Well, I know you got to get back to work (laughs) (laughs) because you literally popped in here like in between surgeries. I cannot thank you enough. I cannot thank you enough for your time and your mind and your energy and just your knowledge. I mean, it is, you are such a gift to to this world. I am so just blessed to have met you and to develop this friendship and relationship. So thank you for all of that. Where can everybody find you? Well, they can find me all over social media at Dr. VMD. My website's kianvu.com. And we are releasing an awesome mental health summit that I super want to promote. It's absolutely free for anyone that registers. We've got people like Dave Meltzer, Vishen Lakiani, the son of Robin Williams, Zach Williams, Mariel Hemingway. We got wow. 50 thought leaders and experts all coming out speaking on mental health. Wow. Uh, and so if you want a free resource, go to thrivestatesummit.com to register. Amazing. Amazing. What's the date of that? Uh, it goes live December 7th through 10th. December 7th. Okay. All right. So I'm yeah. going to make sure I drop this podcast before that and I will share it all over my social media because that's just what this world needs. I mean, good Lord, we need that right now. So thank you yeah. for all of that. And thank you for your time. It's really been such a pleasure. I'll drop all the links in the show notes. You guys make sure that you tag Dr. V, tag me in this episode, share it with your friends. And thank you so much for joining. We will see you next week.